In the last episode, we spoke a bit about needing a reference point, needing to understand something before you can understand something else. And I talked a lot about planets and space and shit. But I want to bring back, I want to bring things back to Earth, quite literally. I want to talk about the formation of our planet. Because, now I'm going to, I'm going to skip a lot. I'm going to glaze over a lot. But I don't want this to be a fucking 14.8 billion year long podcast. So, bear with me. So 13.8 billion years ago, there was the Big Bang. And a load of shit just instantly came into existence. Now, not galaxies or planets or stars or fucking any of that shit. All real base stuff, like like fundamental building blocks of the universe stuff. Like fundamental physics, like fucking quarks and fucking neutrinos and subatomic particles. Like we didn't even have atoms yet. And over a whole plethora of different processes, essentially dust molecules appeared or were made now again glazing over a hell of a lot here lads but these dust particles started to to clump together and as they clumped together they became little dust motes and they became dust balls and then they became dust rocks and they started to warp the fabric of space-time matter itself warps the 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 shape feel and texture of space-time itself the fabric of the universe and the more of these little bits of dust rocks that were around, the more they collided with each other. And the bigger they got, they kind of stuck to each other. And the bigger they got, the more they warped the fabric of space-time. And the more they warped the fabric of space-time, the more other objects fell into them. And the bigger something got, the more sucking or pulling power that we refer to as gravity it had. So the bigger it got, the more it pulled in which meant it got bigger, which meant it pulled more things in. And it got bigger and bigger and pulled more things in. And that's basically where planets come from. It's essentially where stars come from as well. The only difference being stars get to a certain point whereby they ignite. Now, planets never get that big. If they get that big that they ignite, they cease to become planets and become stars. So that's what a planet could potentially become a star at one point in the future, potentially, but, look, we separate stars and planets for a reason. Stars don't turn out as planets. I don't mean to, to misguide anybody in that direction. But planets essentially develop out of dust becoming little pebbles, little pebbles banging off each other and becoming rocks, rocks becoming boulders, boulders becoming fucking mountains. And what you end up with are what are called planetesimals, which are essentially tiny bits of planets. And these things smash into each other through gravity and all sorts of other forces. And they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until, hey, Presto, you've got a planet. But an early planet, so Earth is about four and a half billion years old. So Earth, I don't know, four billion years old, was a molten ball of lava. You know that orangey-red shit that jumps out of volcanoes? That's liquid rock. And the entire planet, all Earth was at one point, was a big ball of liquid rock no water no soil no animals no planet or plants no atmosphere no clouds none of that shit just a big spherical ball of melted rock and what happened over time was and sorry just to give you an idea of where this heat comes from how is it melted rock from so you've got something the size of earth that's made of rock and it's 
drawing in other rocks. Now these other rocks are the size of mountains. And these mountains come crashing down. We pull it towards us and they fall onto the planet. Our gravity pulls it towards us. Exactly the same as that comet that killed the dinosaurs. That got pulled in. We attracted it and it slammed into us. And that slammed into us at a force equivalent to, you know, many thousands of atomic bombs. So that's where the heat comes from. It's The planet was bombarded for fucking literally billions of years by mountain-sized interstellar nuclear fucking missiles, essentially. And there was so much heat there that it... It's not that it melted it. It was never really solid starting, starting out. The particles that came from deep space, and by particles, I mean mountain-sized pieces of rock, they got pulled out from our solar system and it slammed into us. They were solid as fuck, but when they hit us, they vaporized. The release of energy, the release of kinetic energy when those things slammed into us was just off the fucking charts. So the early Earth was just a sphere of melted rock, a sphere of lava. And over time, over billions of years, it lost its heat. In the same way that you turn on the heating in your house, the radiators get hot, you knock the heating off. Over time, those radiators get cold. And the earth was the exact same. But it didn't get cold in the middle. It only got cold on the outside of it. And that's what we call the crust. So that's why when you dig, the, the deeper down you get, the hotter it gets. Until if you deep dig down, I don't know, 10 kilometers down, you reach what's called magma, which is the, the gooey center of the earth. The earth that you now stand on has a gooey center, has a liquid center. Now, the very middle of it is actually liquid iron. And it's convection currents within this liquid iron, because you remember that the earth itself is spinning. And this is where I'm lost, never mind where I'm going to lose you guys. But there's something about the spinning of a liquid iron ball in the center of the earth itself. It's probably about the size of the moon. A marble, a marble in relation to a football. You know, broad sweeping generalization, Earth lads. These are fucking what I have to hand. It's this rotating spherical molten ball of liquid iron that's at the center of the earth that gives us our north and south pole, our magnetic poles, and what protects us from all the shit the sun is fucking beaming at us all the time. Now, I'm not going to get into the aurora borealis, the northern lights and all that jazz, just yet. I may do that in another episode. But our Earth's magnetic field protects us from the sun to quite a degree. Now, you have to remember that Earth is still a fucking barren landscape it essentially looks like the moon for all intents and purposes full of craters gets bombarded every so often with big fucking mountain-sized rocks that are equivalent to thousands of nuclear explosions going off simultaneously when they hit the earth that's kind of ongoing that there was a period of earth's history called the i think it was called the large bombardment period physicists are great for coming up with names like you know the, the big freeze and the big bang and the, the bombardment period but getting back to how the Earth has a, a gooey center and a solid, sorry, not a solid, a liquid iron ball in the middle of it. Iron is one of the heaviest substances on Earth. Certainly the, the heaviest of the more abundant substances on the Earth. And if you let a glass of water settle 
like I've shown in the thumbnail. There's different layers. So as I'm sure you, you know, the heavy shit sinks to the bottom and that's basically what happened. So when you're standing on earth, on Ireland, and you go down, you go down, 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 down till you get to the center of earth. So if you imagine dropping something that weighs, you know, this, let's say you had a marble that weighed like a hundred billion tons. It would just fall straight through your floor and keep falling. Like the sediments in a glass of water, they'll sink. So if you drop something heavy enough onto the earth, it will sink all the way to the bottom. But the bottom is relative. So the direction that I'm pointing at, now I'm pointing at the floor and I'm standing in Ireland. But I'm also pointing at, as near as makes no difference, New Zealand. So from New Zealand's perspective, they have to go down the same way I go down. But their down is my up. There's a referencing problem here. So when you think of somebody dropping something so incredibly heavy that it sinks through the earth in Ireland, and you imagine somebody in, in New Zealand dropping something that's so incredibly heavy that it sinks through the ground, they're going to both meet the middle. And that's basically what happened. When earth was in its molten form, when it was a semi-solid, all the heaviest shit sank to the middle. It all sank from the 360 degrees all the way around. It all sank into the center of the earth. And the heaviest substance there was iron. And the lighter stuff floated and settled on top of the iron. Like when you throw a football into a, a swimming pool, it doesn't sink to the bottom because the water is heavier than it. You throw in a fucking cannonball and it'll sink straight to the bottom. And likewise, during the formation of the earth, all the heaviest shit, which was iron mostly, sank to the bottom. The bottom being the middle of the sphere. The centre of the ball. And like the football, the magma, which is basically what the lava that surrounds this ball of iron in the centre of the earth, that's just lighter, that's all. And then the stuff, the crust of the earth, the rocks that we, the continents that we live on, what we call the surface of the earth, that floats, that's floating on top of a sea, or an ocean rather, of liquid rock. And over time what happened was we got hit by comets. We got hit by meteors as well. And these things, some of them had water in them. Some, water is extraterrestrial. Water is alien to Earth. It came from somewhere else. It crash landed here. And you can imagine an iceberg the size of a mountain slamming into the Earth. It's going to, it literally would have exploded like a colossal nuclear explosion. And it would have vaporized itself. It would have turned a mountain of solid ice into steam instantly. And that steam would have floated off into space if it wasn't pulled back down by Earth's gravity. By the fact that Earth is so massive, it has so much mass that it warps the fabric of space-time and it pulls things towards us. So in the same way that the moon orbits the Earth because the Earth has a fucking has a handle on it, that's another interesting thing. At one point, a Mars-sized planet crashed into Earth, nearly completely obliterating the planet. And it made a big, giant fucking mess. And that shit, that mess, orbited the Earth for I don't know how many millions of years until it itself formed its own little, almost like a planetesimal, its own little ball outside of Earth. 
that was left spinning around Earth. And that's what we call the moon. But that water that got vaporised, those mountain-sized pieces of solid rock that instantly vaporised, it kind of hung around like a bad smell. And it cooled. And once it cooled, it condensed. And like the way water condenses on the windows in your kitchen or the windows in your car or in your bathroom and you have a shower in exactly the same way it condenses there it condensed not on earth but around earth and it formed what we would know as clouds and then it pissed rain for about a billion years and at one point i'm not entirely sure of this but at one point the earth could have been completely covered in water and it wasn't until Thermal forces started pushing and pulling what we call the plates. So the crust of the earth, the hard part on the outside that we walk around, is made up like a jigsaw. And these jigsaw pieces we call plates. And there's the Euro-Asian plate, which is Europe and Asia. There's the Australian plate, there's the North American, maybe the South American plate. I'm not up on my plate tectonics. But there's, the earth is a jigsaw piece. And along the cracks of a jigsaw piece, like where all the pieces meet together, you know, that kind of windy pathway, say, the cracks. Along those cracks on earth, they're either being pushed together or pulled apart. When they're being pushed together, you've got mountains. When, they've got, when they're being pulled apart, you have uh, trenches, like the, the Mariana Trench in the middle of the... Where's the Mariana Trench? I think it's in the middle of the Pacific. If it's not the Mariana Trench, there's a big, giant fucking trench. It's about halfway between Europe and Africa and North America and South America. Say. So the, the west of the world map that we're used to looking at with North and South America to the left and everything else to the right, aligned in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The Americas and Africa and... Europe, those two places, so on the left you've got North and South America, on the right you've got Europe and Africa, they're moving away from each other. It's about, I don't know, it's about a fucking, is it an inch a year? I think the rule of thumb is the the plates, the earth plates move at around the speed our fingernails grow, something like that. And that's why, if you rewind the clock back again and reverse that, that's why South America kind of fits very much like a jigsaw piece onto Africa. Because they've drifted away, they once were together. And that's why, according to the fossil record, you have a lot of the same ancient animals in the fossil record in South America are the exact same as in Africa. Because they were at one point the one landmass. And the reason that I'm talking about any of this stuff is it's all in relation to referencing. I want to talk about minerals. I want to talk about a guy called Elon Musk. You might have heard of him. Elon Musk tried to get his hands on a mineral called lithium there in Bolivia in South America. And the Bolivians said, fuck off, basically. And although Mr. Musk and co. tried to organise a coup in Bolivia so they could get what they fucking wanted and get their own way and pillage the fucking Bolivians out of what is rightfully theirs, although that failed, it rarely fails. That's the, that's the exception. By, that, that's the exception. But before I can talk about fucking lithium and why it's in Bolivia and what it is or diamonds and where they come from or oil and where it's produced from, you need to have a grounding in, in how the earth formed. 
in order to understand something, you have to, you almost always have to start by understanding something else. And that's where education comes in. That's what education is supposed to be. It's supposed to give you that initial grounding. It's supposed to give you a window into, into science, a window into language, a window into mathematics, a window into religion. It's supposed to give you that little bit of solid ground, that terra firma, that philosophical bedrock, whereby that you can use that as a launch pad so that you can spend the rest of your life learning more and developing and becoming wiser and, and attaining more knowledge and pushing forward the whole human experience. But we've lost sight of that somehow. Now what it is, is a way, as I've spoken ad nauseum at this stage, separating us. It's about dividing us. People who do the work and people who tell people to do the work. And the off the lead thing has been fairly consistent since its inception. But it's only now figuring out episode by episode where it's fucking going. And on that note, I'll chat you soon.